the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Let me express my, again, my shock that the uh, Huffington Post actually published an editorial exposing the Black Lives Matter organization. Not the sentiment, the organization. Uh, And again, that is the left-wing Huffington Post. I, again, I'm shocked. I'm pleased, but I'm shocked. All right, uh, quickly, we're going to go to the phones, and uh, we're going to talk to Frank in Columbus. Hey, Frank, you're up on Bobberty Live. Welcome. Thanks for calling. Good afternoon, Bob. Happy to have you back. I called yesterday not knowing it was Memorex. Today is Bob Live. Yesterday was Bob Memorex. So, um. <laughs> yeah, Yes. yesterday I was conducting the funeral of one of my best oh. friends, Um I'm a sorry. pastor in Mechanicsburg, and I had the honor and the privilege of um, preaching his funeral. It was just a great honor, an incredible event. This man, young man, uh, impacted his community in just an absolutely incredible way. Well, I'm sorry for the loss of somebody so important in the community and yeah. friend, of course. Yeah, the whole the whole yeah. city turned out yesterday. It was just it was amazing. Uh, that's a wonderful thing. So <laughs> now that I, I, I feel like I put my foot in my mouth, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Oh, no, that's off, that's fine. Part, yeah. So Black Lives Matter. Um, hey, that's six million dollar mansion. That's not bad for three Marxist women. I got to like that because um, they are Marxist, self-proclaimed. Um, I will go in a step further. I will say this organization is probably no more than a money laundering front for the Democrat Party. I, I really believe that they, they, they funnel money through there to get it back for for other things. And I probably think I'm right. So the other thing I want to talk about real quick was, um, you know, the – uh, the so-called don't say gay bill that, that that doesn't say anything about that in Florida. Well, you know they're trying to do one here in Ohio, and in the, in the, the the people in the school district here in Columbus, the administration and teachers are are all up in arms about that because you know you can't tell us that we can't talk about sexual orientation, sex, and other things um, to kindergartners, first grade, third graders. You yeah. Know, yeah, what Frank, what does that what does that tell you about the opponents well, of this legislation? Well, well, what it tells me about them and, and the same thing happened in Florida too and you see uh Disney Disney, oh boy, they're really in trouble. How many more pedophiles are they going to have that work for them? But Disney's, you know, backing money down in Florida. But I'm going to say this to the parents and grandparents out there. <sighs> 
time to stand up against this stuff, number one. Number two, parents with kids, they go to Columbus schools. Every year, they, in the beginning of the year, they do a head count because that's how they get their tax appropriations. Sure. I would say that, you know what, the best way to, 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 to force your voice onto them, because they're not going to listen, you go to a meeting and they're going to throw you out like they do at school boards everywhere else, don't send your kids that day or threaten to, to boycott school with your kids that day. And, and, and this will hurt them. And they will have to come around and start listening. And, and you know, these are the things that we're going to have to start doing as conservative Christians, is starting to fight back. And this is a way to fight back. I know it doesn't happen until the fall, but you know what? It's a wonderful way because you'll well, put the hurt on them. Frank, and, the, and they yeah, don't want you to keep your kids home. There has already been a mass exodus from the public schools, and it's going to get worse. It is going to get worse. And if bills like the backpack bill here in Ohio that simply states since you are paying tax dollars to pay for education, you should be able to determine where those tax dollars go. If it's your money and you're paying the taxes, then you should be able to take your kids wherever you want them to go, and your tax dollars will follow your child. That's why it's called a backpack bill. If this thing actually passes There is going to be an exodus from public schools unlike we have ever seen. And that's why the secular education community is so hysterical. And I mean, they are absolutely hysterical. You have the bill like HB 616, which will prevent radical teachers from teaching radical things to little children. And then, not right. not and then tax dollars evil. actually going to Christian schools, private schools. Uh, this could be the end of public education as we know it, and that would be a good thing. Well, again, I would say it's evil, Bob. It's 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 not radical. It's evil. And and lastly, well, but you got a president who's trying to shut down charter schools now. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. All right, you know, Frank. What are you going to do? So I'm just making a suggestion to parents, grandparents out there. It's something they consider. It's a way to make your voice heard. Yeah. Because it's the money. It's yep. the money. Parents, that will make it heard. parents have got to speak up. All right. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. And uh, I can't believe I didn't mention this earlier on in the program uh, where I was yesterday. Yes, we played a, a best of because. Uh, Troy and I had the privilege of participating in the memorial homegoing service of Scott Salee, pastor of Mechanicsburg Baptist Church. Uh, If you're a regular listener, um, you heard me talk about this church just a few weeks ago. Um, I was there to speak. The pastor has been, he and his dear wife, Deanne, have been one of Joy and I's dearest friend couples in the ministry. And uh, he passed away a week ago yesterday, suddenly, unexpectedly, made breakfast for his wife, went in the living room at their home there in Mechanicsburg, sat in his chair, and just went to heaven. No struggle, just took his last breath here and took his next breath in heaven. And um, it was a wonderful service. Um 
talk about having an impact on a community. And I've said this so, so often. The pastors of the big churches get a lot of attention, and if they're really faithful, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of pressures and stresses in pastoring a big church. And they get, you know, the the attention, the notoriety, and so forth. But most of the work of God is done in small churches in small communities across America. That is statistically true. And um, I don't know what these statistics are today because I haven't looked recently, but just a few years ago, 85% of all churches in America were 150 in attendance or less. 85%. Scott Salib was at this church, small town. I believe the population of Mechanicsburg, Ohio, is around 1,500 people. And uh, he was there for 18 years, just faithful. And I wish you could have seen the impact that he had on the community. Calling hours were Monday night, packed, 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 continuously. Hundreds of people came by. And then the memorial service yesterday, the church was packed, overflow, standing room only. Most of the city officials were there. And then his casket was loaded into the hearse and was escorted to the cemetery by multiple police cars, the fire engine there in Mechanicsburg, and either two or three of the emergency squad vehicles, the ambulances, what we call squads now today. And they led the procession out to the cemetery outside of town. I asked the funeral director, I said, how unusual is this? to have this kind of police escort, fire escort. How unusual is this? And he said, it's extremely unusual. It's a pastor. Served on city council, served on the uh, the cemetery board, was active in the schools, just had an unbelievable impact on the entire city. And it was just reminded Wherever God has called you, just be faithful. Several years ago, that pastor who passed away called me and said, Bob, you know, I'm in a small church, and the church isn't growing like I want it to. And and I remember we had a long conversation. I said, Scott, listen, God didn't call you to build a big church. He just called you to be faithful. And as long as you believe God wants you there in Mechanicsburg, just stay and be faithful. And he did. The church is growing. They're going into a building program. And uh, in his 18 years, he had just this. Probably no one in Mechanicsburg had more of an impact on the city, on the community than the pastor of this Baptist church in Mechanicsburg. This is where most of the work of God is done, folks. Whatever God has called you to do, just be faithful. Just be faithful. All right, we'll take a break and um, we'll return. 
Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. You got to love it when a politician actually does what he says he's going to do. All of you know that we have a terrible, horrible, horrific crisis at our southern border. It's getting very little attention, but it's getting worse and worse and worse. And it has been getting worse since the inauguration of Joe Biden, unfortunately. But that is fact. That is true. That is not opinion. It is true. Look at these statistics. Look at the number of border crossings, illegal border crossings. Look at the drug seizures. In any measurable way, the border crisis has gotten worse since Joe Biden became president. And again, that is absolute fact. And here's what's been happening. Illegal immigrants are taken into custody at the border, and then federal agents, under the direction of the Biden administration, puts those people on buses or whatever, and takes them primarily to a Texas community, or in some cases an Arizona community, and just opens the bus door, drops them off, and says to the community, the city, the Texas community or whatever, here, take care of them. And these cities in Texas are going, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We can't take care of them. And the federal government says, oh, yeah, you you, you will. And they just drop them off. They don't ask for permission. They just drop them off. So the governor of Texas says, wait a minute. I think we've had enough of this. We've had enough of Washington, D.C., giving us the problem that they have created. So Texas Governor Abbott says, tell you what, we're going to see how you like it. We're going to start sending buses of illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. We're going to pull up on a corner, open the bus door, and we're going to let them out and say, here, you take care of them. It's your policies that are allowing them to come into the country. You have been doing this to us now for months and months and months. We're going to see how you like it. Well, the liberals said, it's a publicity stunt. Uh, uh, The president's press secretary, Jen Psaki, said, it's nothing but a a political stunt. Well, this morning... Yes, this morning, the first bus from Texas arrived in Washington, D.C. at 8 a.m. local time, just blocks away from the U.S. Capitol building. They came from the Del Rio sector in Texas after coming to the U.S. from Colombia, Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. He did what he said he was going to do. And now Washington, D.C. is going to have to figure out what to do with these people. Um, Quote, The bus pulled up at approximately 8 8 a.m. local time blocks away from the U.S. Capitol building. Upon the bus's arrival in Washington, D.C., individuals disembarked one by one, except for family units who had exited together. 
They checked in with officials, had wristbands they were wearing cut off before being told that they could go. Yeah. Texas is doing to Washington what Washington has been doing to Texas. And, of course, Washington is saying, you can't do that. That's illegal. And uh, Texas has uh, said, we'll just check it out. Um, Now, sadly, the immigrants are caught in the middle here. But if Texas continues to do this, I can guarantee you that the Biden administration will change their policies. Yeah, the people in Washington, D.C. are going to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We can't take care of these people. Well, that's what Texas has been saying for months. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, This is going to be interesting to watch. I have no idea how many buses uh, the governor of Texas is going to send to Washington, D.C., but I have a feeling this is just the beginning. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.